You're listening to the First Baptist Rockdale Sunday Sermons Podcast. First Baptist Rockdale is a church dedicated to making disciples who make disciples. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Amen. Good morning. Amen. And what a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord again. Amen. It's good to see all of you. Those who I can see, I've learned to not wear my glasses while I'm preaching, amen. So I, I know there's some people on the back row, but I can't quite make you out, but it's all good, amen. That way, if you're making ugly faces, I can't tell, amen. <laughs> amen. I, I, I'm so thankful and for this privilege and this honor to come and share a word uh, here. Uh, Pastor Matt has, has been working on this for some while, and he finally said, okay, let's get our calendars and let's come up with a date. And so we did. And today is that date. I see a few familiar faces. Hello to all of those who know me, and I'm glad to meet some of you. Uh, but we got that date together, and so he is over at Rising Star, and uh, I, along with my beautiful wife, is here uh, with you this morning. And I have been blessed thus far, and so we just thank God. I, I thank God for Pastor Matt. He is an awesome young man. He has a heart for God, a heart for the people, and I'm just blessed to call him my brother. <coughs> So I, I know that he told you all and he shared with me that he's normally in that 20-minute range, amen, for preaching, amen. <laughs> so I know he told you all it was coming, so I don't know if he informed you to eat a big breakfast or bring a lunch. I'm not sure. <laughs> don't nobody get up and walk out on me. I, I won't be there that long, amen. I, I will try to stay within that range this morning, Amen. Amen. Now, if you come to Rising Star, we may be a little bit longer, but I'll stay within that range, God willing. There is a word from the Lord found in the gospel according to John chapter 13, verse 35. Amen. And I'll be reading this morning from the ESV version of the Bible. It is our custom to stand, but it is for the reading of the word. But if that's not your custom, amen, I'm not here to change any form, amen, or change your norm. But if it is your custom, if you would please stand as we read the word of God. Amen. Verse 35 of the Gospel of John reads from the ESV, says, By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Amen. I want to share with you uh, this morning for a brief while from a, a message titled, do they know? Do they know? I, I want to offer, so I want to make sure you stay with me. I want to give you a brief uh, introduction that I hope will hook you and kind of get you attuned and say, wow, this message is for me. And so I want to give you a brief introduction, and then I will give you some background leading up to this text, and then we'll get into the text uh, itself. And we want to just lay out maybe three points. I want to make sure that when we get into the text that we're on the same page regarding what Jesus is talking about when he says, look, by this they all will know. And I'll be using they instead of all and as we go through the scripture. They, by this they will know. And I want to remind all of us what it means to truly be a disciple of Jesus Christ. 
Uh, and then we want to point out there are several things that could distort, uh, amen, or hinder uh, uh, us when we're going out to be disciples of Jesus Christ and will hinder us from letting the lost really know uh, that, that we are here, that God is here for them, and, and, and we're available if they need help. There are certain things that will hinder us if we are not careful, and then we will offer a closing summation and move on to enjoy more of this awesome day. I pray and believe that you will be blessed. Let's go to work. Father God, we thank you for this day. We give you praise. God, we give you glory. Have your way right now, God. Father God, let the Holy Spirit come in and teach us this day. And Lord, we are already praising you in advance. We already give you the glory because you promised, God, that your word would not go out void. So we thank you right now. We give you praise and we give you glory. It is in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the saints of God said, Amen. Amen. Well, let me get into the introduction, lest I hold you too long today. When we look around at our world today, the atrocities, the evil, the hatred, uh, the condition that people are living in, uh, it ranges from assassination to wars and children separated at our borders. Uh, vacant churches and uh, cathedrals are now museums in some parts of the world and open for visitation. Drugs, human trafficking, hunger, the need for clean drinking water and medical aid are some of the things that are going on around the world today. And it asks the question, does the world really know that there are still disciples of Christ here on earth? Our country, America, the great land, but it seems like there's some of the same imagery that we talk about in the world now we see here in America. I don't know if you've driven to Austin lately shopping, and if you're like me, I, I don't, I'm not a big toll road person, so I take the burn it, you know, that old burn it road and go down there. Have you noticed all of the people that are under bridges now? And it's like, wow, here in America? This is going on. Some of them may be making, making choices to stay there, but I believe that some of them are in need of knowing who Jesus Christ is and that he is able to move them from where they are to a better place. But the question comes, do they know? Church attendance is down. Violent crime is up. And it's amazing because we all see it. It's printed on our currency in God we trust. But yet it seems like here in America we trust money more than we do God. Can the lost see, amen, that, that God is still real in our lives? Pinned on papers by our founding fathers, the words, these words are written that, that there would be liberty and justice for all. But recent events beg the question, are we there just yet? Our name says it, we are the United States of America, yet we see evidence that discredit that claim. As we look around in our great land, this great country known as America, our country, amen, it, it, it begs that question again, 
And I can't help but wonder, do they know, do all people know that we are, there are followers of Jesus Christ? Do they know that he still lives? Well, let me move on to this great city that we know as Rockdale. We are among the leaders, world leaders in cryptocurrency, uh, but not Christianity. Something is wrong with that. It's a place with potential, but like fervency and the power of prayer. A small city that reflects more what is wrong and, than that which is good. More worldliness than godliness. Can the lost see the pathway to salvation? Can they see the hand of God moving in our city? Can, 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 they, can they have hope? And, and knowing that I can move, I can get up, I can be delivered, can the hopeless see a ray of hope? Or do all the people in our community know that we are disciples of Jesus Christ? Do they really know that? Do they really see that? Well, I pray that I piqued your interest and stirred you to listen. Let me give you some background, amen. Jesus spent three years uh, with his disciples, teaching them, leading them, praying with them, showing them this is how you love. This is how you have compassion on, for one another. And, and he's saying, look, I want to set the example before you. Because I, I, I believe without a doubt that Jesus wanted to show us compassion. He wanted to show us how to love. And he even goes as far as making sure it's recorded in his word. This is what love really is. Because he didn't want us to have the excuse, the truthful excuse that says, I, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I, I, I'm not sure. I don't think he wanted us to have that. So he made sure that he taught us, look, this is the example that is set before you. He taught us how to love. And he wrote it, wrote the instruction down so that there would be no excuse. Jesus set the example for us. He knew, as he was talking to his disciples, my departure is coming close, so uh, it is getting closer and closer at hand. So he gathered them together, and first of all, he began to show them uh, the example of humility because he said, look, I, I need to wash her feet, amen. Not that I'm saying they smell bad or anything, but I want to just wash your feet. And, and so he's teaching us uh, something by doing this. And you say, well, is he really teaching us foot washing techniques? No, I don't think so. But I think he wanted us to know as his disciples that we should be willing to take on the low or the lowliest types of, of jobs and responsibility and, and be lowly servant if that's what was required. I think he wanted to teach us to say, look, it doesn't matter who you are, what you have, what you're blessed with, what your position or what your status is. I want to make sure that if somebody is in need and they're down in the dumps that you are willing to reach down and lift them up. I don't think it was about foot washing at all. Are our arms open to God? Are our arms open? We, Jesus wanted to make sure that, 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 that when, when, when we were there and we are encountering and interacting with people, he wanted to make sure that our arms open because if our arms are not open, then how will they see that his arms are open and awaiting for them? 
How will they feel the heart of Christ if they can't feel our heart? If they don't know that we care, how will they know that God really cares for them if we're not demonstrating that as disciples of Christ? Dr. Tony Evans points out that biblical love is, is the decision to compassionately, responsibly, and righteously pursue the well-being of other persons. God writes the instruction, look, love is patient. Sometimes we just say, we, I don't have time for them. I've told them once, and I just don't have time. But love is patient. That means it suffers long. It may take a while for it to get there. I believe Rockdale is going to turn the corner, but we have gone through some long suffering. But I still believe that God is going to do great, amazing, and wonderful things. But we've got to know that love is patient. It's long suffering. Love is kind. Love does not envy, love does not boast, love is not arrogant, nor is love rude. You can always tell a disciple of Christ whether or not they're rude or not. You see them in the store, it's like, okay, they don't know Jesus, let me tell you about them, but they may not listen, amen, because of who they are. But I'm telling you, you know that, that, that whether or not uh, a person is a disciple based upon their behavior, based upon their action, do they love, do they demonstrate the love like Christ? Because there are some things that love just won't tolerate. There are some things that love won't stand idly by. It won't stand idly by in the midst of hatred. It won't stand idly by in the midst of evil. It just won't put up with those things. Love won't. Love will stand up and declare that all lives matter. Love will pull up us up when we are knocked down in low places. Love will build and forge relationships that says, come on, together we can. Jesus tells his disciples and demonstrates for them that love is relentless. Love won't let go. Love will keep trying. Jesus tells us, that we, that they will know that we are his disciples if we can demonstrate that kind of love. To demonstrate that kind of love, not just by the people that are in your home. We, we don't really have a problem most of the time demonstrating that, although some families might. We, but we, we don't have a problem usually demonstrating love in our home. But he said, look, it's more than that. We don't have a problem demonstrating love right with those people we see on Sunday morning. Uh, we, have a, we greet one another with a smile and a hug. I hope you are, amen. You're in the house and you say you're in society. You should be able to greet one another in love. So we, you shouldn't have a problem doing that. It's more than just greeting the person that lives next door to you. We've got to make sure this whole town, everybody knows that, that we are disciples of Jesus Christ. This kind of love, he says, will prove to the world, will prove to our country, will prove to our community that we are disciples of Jesus Christ. But the question again this morning is, do they know? My second point is we say that we are followers of Christ. We are his disciples. But let me ask you, have you really denied yourself? Have you set aside time and said, look, I'm willing to learn of him. I'm 
willing to take on his likeness. I'm willing to pick up the cross and follow him because that's what disciple, being a disciple of Christ is about. And you just can't pick it up on Sunday morning. You can't pick it up just on Wednesday night. It has to be a part of your life and say, look, I'm going to carry it every day. Someone will know that I am a disciple of Christ. Does the community, our community, or the people in our community know that we have made a decision that, God, I have given my life to you? They see it in our walk. They see it in our talk. They see it in our actions. Do they really know? Do they really know that, 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 that Jesus has made a difference in our lives? Or when they look at us, do they see us as just churchgoers and religion without a relationship in Christ? Do people know that we are his disciples? My third point, real quickly, I, I, I want to let you know that there are obstacles at times, though, that will hinder us and cause people not to look at us as disciples of Christ or cause us not to have, have one of those moments where he's like, oh, not, not today, I don't, I don't want to be. Have you ever just said something, somebody did something to you or just really kind of rubbed you the wrong way? You're like, no, I <laughs> I need to step out of my disciple role and respond a little different. Sometimes certain things will come up or occur in our life. Okay, I'm the only one that did that. I understand. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I, I'm so glad you all like that all the time. But I have a moment every now and then. And so I've learned that we've got to, we've got to make sure that, that we don't have these moments. So there are some things. One of the things that will hinder us from really being disciple or demonstrating our love and compassion as disciple of Jesus Christ is that knowledge of biblical truth. I'm so glad you have a pastor here that teaches you biblical truth. So oftentimes I get into discussion with people that say, okay, well, we're going to have a Bible study and this, this, and that. And I'm like, okay, who's accountable? It's great to have a backyard Bible study, but who's accountable? Who is God pouring into? Who does God hold accountable for making sure the word is rightly divided? I know you have a man of God here that's doing that. Because what happened is you sit around and people start reading the word of God and they start putting their own ideology into it and say, okay, let me personalize this to benefit me. When you start taking the gospel and benefiting yourself, first of all, that's a sin. But then the second thing is you're distorting. You're messing up some people because it's not about what you think is right. It's about what the word of God says is right. What the word of God says is true. So make sure that you're not reading the word of God, personalizing, interpreting it for to meet your own personal needs. Sometimes, if we're not careful, we will allow allow history and past experience to hinder our service and work for one another. We, we will allow what happened yesterday, things, events that's going on, things that, that happened uh, uh, to us hundreds of years ago to affect whether or not we're going to speak to someone else who may or may not look like us, who may or may not go to church with us. We're going to let history decide whether or not we're going to help them if they are in need. No, that's not what he's telling us to do. Let me say to you this morning, we can't hit the restart button like young people do with these games. It's so amazing. It's messing up their mind because they think if I mess up, I just hit restart, amen, and everything's all right. I'll start the game over again. It doesn't work like that in real life. We cannot hit the restart button, but we can sit down together and build relationships that move forward together in Christ. 
We can make sure that we build a better tomorrow than what we have today if we're able to love one another like Christ. There's another thing that gets in our way every now and then, and that's self-centeredness. We become so focused on me, myself, and I. It's all about me. It's all about what I want. It's about what I think. It's about what I need. It's about what I'm trying to get, what I want to be instead of what God needs me to be. You've got to deny yourself. You've got to crucify every morning you get up. God, here I am before you. What is the need for me this day? You've got to make sure that God and seeking God is more important than what you're seeking for yourself. Sometimes we are so busy trying to be bigger rather than standing to be better for the kingdom. These things can cause obstacles and hindrance in our lives. They will cause us to go astray. They will cause us to, to, to demonstrate something different than what God has said. This is love. I want to close now by challenging you each of you that are here listening this morning. I want to extend this opportunity that's challenging to, for us to strive together in love and Christian unity. We must lay aside our differences and take on the likeness of Christ. By the blood of Jesus, we're all one body with many members. I, 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 if we come together and love one another like Christ loved us, we will be able to stand together and say and have a zero tolerance to certain things like injustice and evil and wrong. And we'll be able to stand together and say, not in my city. That's not going to happen on my watch. That's not going to happen while I'm alive. No. We will be able to come together and give help for those who are struggling to stand. We will be able to be the good Samaritan and be able to help those who are injured. We will be able to create a culture where the addict will know that they can find deliverance in Christ Jesus. We will be able to feed the hunger two fish and five loaves of bread and the bread of life. We will be able to tell those who thirst that there is living water. We can build houses and provide tools to establish Christian homes. We can come together and pray to God and watch God and trust God and bless our city. Are you willing this morning, are you willing to love like Christ loved us? Are you willing to lay aside difference in our community? Are you willing to set the example for the rest of the country to see? And are you willing to set the example so that people will know here in Rockdale, Texas, we are a Bible-based community. We love God. We love God. Are you willing to do that this morning? Are you willing to say, God, here I am. We're going to make a difference from now on. I, I was trying, but I fell short. I, I, I want to make a difference. I tell people all the time, God has blessed me in my lifetime uh, to do things where I had five countries uh, when I was working at the city of Austin to come in to see how we would do business. I want people to come into Rockdale and say, how in the world did you get to this place? How did you do it? And we want to be able to say it was God. It was Christ Jesus that made the difference. It was us walking in love together, hand in hand. That's what made the difference. Are you willing to stand? Are you willing to stand and say, God, use me for your glory? If we can. Tomorrow will be different. If we can, things will be better for us. And God, most of all, God will be glorified. God will be pleased.
How many are willing to stand? How many are willing to give God glory? How many are willing to be true disciples of Jesus Christ? How many are willing to say, I'll go beyond what I thought? God, I'm willing to let you use me for your glory. How many are willing to do that? I just want to know, are you willing to do that? If you're willing to do that, stand, clap your hand, do something. I, you're just looking at me. Just, I, I just want to know, are you willing? If you're willing to do that, amen, we will invite you now to, to not, not only clap your hand, but stand. I, I, I'm not pushing you to, to, to do something that you don't want to do. I'm not pushing you to be something that you don't want to be. I, I believe that if we, I believe that if we work together, I too believe that we, if this community is going to change, it's going to start in the church. It's going to start with you and I. So let me pray while you're standing. Father God, we're standing. We're standing because we're responding to your word. We're standing because we're saying, I want to do better. I want to do more. I want the world to know that when they see me, they see you. I want to be a disciple, and I want to love in spite of history, in spite of what's going on, in spite of what people are going to say, in spite of people talking about me because they saw me talking to someone else. I don't care. I want to live for your glory. God, everyone that's standing, strengthen them in a special way. Bless them in a special way. And God, use us to drive change and make a difference. We thank you. We love you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. It is in Jesus' name that we're expecting a change. God bless you. Love you. Amen. I want to just make sure that, 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 that there may be someone here that don't know the Lord uh, in the part of your sin. That I, I want to make sure. I, I know that we come to church and we put it off. We come to church and put it off. If you don't know him, I mean really know him. It's one thing to know his name, but if you don't really know him, if there has not been a change in your life, in your heart, I, I want to make sure you have the opportunity to come and give Christ your heart. If anybody say, look, I want to recommit myself to Christ, I, I, I've been slack. I want to invite you to come to make sure that you've got it right with God. There are so many people leaving here so fast. And a lot of time I look at people and I said, God, did I do all I can to tell them about you? Did they know you? It's one thing when we go home and our home going that we can celebrate because we look down and say, wow, I, I know where they are. It burdens me to look down and say, I don't know. I don't know where they're going. And I had a chance to talk to them, but I didn't say anything. I didn't invite them. I didn't tell them. So I want to make sure you know. Bless you.